Hello and welcome back to A Battle Within, episode number 48. I'm Drew Neiman. Today on A Battle Within, Terry, my wife, and the inspiration for the program, and I explore the fact that many who are experiencing post-concussive syndrome basically lose their filters. Terry and I also pass along some of our experiences and insights with this. It has certainly been part of the process in the Neiman household. First, if you're new to the program, A Battle Within is about our experiences and those of our guests living with and healing from post-concussive syndrome. The conversations are real raw and uncensored from both caregiver and the survivor's perspectives. From time to time, we also get medical professionals involved so they can offer their expertise as well. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and help those in the battle, whether that is you the patient or you the caregiver. One way to do that is to share, so please do share. I also want to make sure that you have listened into the last few episodes. We've had some great guests on the program in the last month or so telling their stories and all the hard work they are doing to help those who have come after them. We've had Janine Kirby from Mind Your Brain, Kevin McDonald from TBI Restart, and Sergeant Victor Medina and his wife, Dr. Roxana Delgado, founders of the TBI Warrior Foundation. I promise there are some fantastic conversations with some really amazing people. As always, we hope you find the information here to be offered to be useful. Remember that Terry and Drew, we are not medical professionals. We're offering our own experiences, perspectives, and info we've learned via our own research. Here we go. Let's get on to talking about filters. Hello, Terry Neiman. Hello, Drew Neiman. Today, it's all about losing your filters. Hmm. Why why are you going "Hmm," like that? You should see Terry's face. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, this topic was your idea. You brought it up about a month or so ago that we should talk about it. I think it happened. So So do you remember remember bringing up this conversation that we should explore this? Vaguely. Vaguely. All right. Okay. It was about a month, six weeks ago. Wouldn't I call you a liar? No. (laughs) No. So I must admit Mm -hmm. that as far as filters are concerned, I've noticed a change in you after your last concussion. For the positive. Yes. In a lot of ways, yes, which we'll dig into. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed it too? Definitely. Does it bother you or do you find it to be beneficial? I find it to be liberating. Wow. That's outstanding. <laughs> you, you didn't think very, I was going to say that. No, but, but it's very direct. Your responses is fantastic. It's part of having no filter. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's true. And it's not that I don't have any filter. No, it's but just it's part of letting, you know, freedom. Right. The liberation that you spoke to. Of speech. Yeah. Okay. Now, We'll get into it a little bit as Mm -hmm. the conversation wears on, obviously. But I do want to talk about it in terms of, you know, laying some groundwork. There's a couple of different filters, though, after a brain injury, right? And, you know, we'll talk about it and how how it is when you're in the process of trying to overcome the post-concussive symptoms in the aftermath of it, right? Okay. Okay. To me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my own perspective, First, there's the filter where you don't have the filter necessarily, 
about the information coming in like you once had. Oh, that yeah. could be an overload mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. right? And that it's hard to decipher through multiple conversations. That yeah, might that be filter going sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> that one's not so liberating. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> overload can happen. And not to sound rude, but sometimes you can look confused or be confused when all this information is coming in. Another way that this might be information coming in is, you know, the situations where people have an issue blocking out the background noise or bed lighting in supermarkets, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's another example. Okay. Yeah. So this was a real struggle for you, especially early on, right? It still can be. So you, you're you actually selective and plan for what it is that you're going to allow in from time to time as well yes. to kind of conserve your energy or, mm-hmm. you know, ration it out, so to speak, right? Yeah. Do you think you've gotten better at this in recent times? Oh, definitely. Yeah. What do you attribute the improvements to? Or just going through getting beat down enough times to realize I have to adjust. Right. But do you think you're better like now going in a supermarket, for example, and you last longer without crashing and burning? Well, yeah, that I think is just due to time and doing better. I've made some adjustments like I bring you. which makes it go quicker Mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Cause when I was on my own that instead of it became a one person job and all the things that you and I share that splits down the middle, I was doing it all. And that was much. So I would tire and get drained, like completely drained Mm -hmm. much sooner. So if you went now by yourself, you still think that that would happen. Oh, absolutely. Because you're talking about, think about when we go, you put the stuff on the conveyor belt. You then help pack up the bags. You put it in the car. You help bring it into the house. You help unload. You're helping with all that stuff. If it's just me, I'm the one putting everything in the car, putting up everything up in the thing, helping to pack, bringing it into house, unpacking all by myself. It becomes twice as long and, and harder for me to get through. With that being said, you're saying that it's the help that's that I've been providing that's made it easier and right. time has made it better as well. Right. And you've made, you said you've made some adjustments. I also think one of the adjustments that you made that's helped you is having a better understanding and pacing yourself. Would you agree with that? Because you know, you're going to go food oh, shopping. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. That's I definitely okay. do that. Secondly, the filter could also be a personal emotional response to stimuli that wasn't necessarily the norm prior. So I'm talking about like from a processing standpoint. So meaning that you might find something extremely upsetting that didn't bother you prior. Hmm. So there's a filter, I think an emotional filter there. And it could be taxing for you to make heads or tails of things at times, partly because you're aware that things are upsetting you now that once previously didn't. So it actually upsets you a little bit more. You kind of get worked up. Because you're like, why am I getting upset over this? This is small potatoes. Yeah, like I can get upset about how quickly um, my emotions get up there or get down and bothered by by that. Or newfound, lack of a better term, shortcomings, like your spelling isn't ace anymore. She still spells pretty well, folks. She's just, it just comes a little slower at this moment. And that frustrates Terry. She's well, trying sometimes to it's almost yeah. like a block and I don't right. see the word. 
And that is actually very frustrating for right. a person that used to be a speller. Do you find yourself having a little bit more OCD type of tendencies? You do. <laughs> uh, that wasn't the question. I wanted to know if you thought you saw that in yourself. I think that they were probably always there. They just came out stronger. So, yeah. That's true when you talk about the pet hair around the house. It fires you up now. <laughs> we have two border collies and a long-haired cat folks, so pretty much vacuuming every day. Right. Making me out to be some basket case. No, you're not. Have you come to terms with these two types of filters that this is more or less the way it is now? And you're adapting to it and you're growing comfortable in it. I know you're still working on it, but you're at a point where you're comfortable with working yeah, through it. I'm accepting the new norm for myself and that's... And liking her and trying to love her and be good to her and nice to her. And like, that's the way it is. That's me. It's all good. For these first two parts with the information processing and the overload, do you have any other pieces to add before I move on to the last piece that I'm looking at? Mm -mm. No? Lastly, now this one could be quite fun and serious at the same time, but it's the information going out. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> This is the one you'll probably hear the most about in the TBI community. It's actually got a couple names, Terry, called social filters or emotional filters. And we've had some folks on the program that have actually spoken to the fact that they hit their head and their, their filter popped out. That was one way it was explained. It was never supposed to be there. <laughs> yes. It is an impulsive reaction. You know, you could blurt out something that may not necessarily always be the best, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the impost control is taking a hit due to the injury. Mm -hmm. And it's a real struggle for some from time to time. And a new reality that has to be harnessed, right? Right. With that all being said, I'd like to gain a little bit of your perspective on what you notice about yourself and what you might find to be helpful that you can offer to others, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think part of this is because people who have gone through this lack patience now? Is it something you see the light personally in? I see the light. Yeah. Like in other words. Yes, I am enlightened. <laughs> That's my point. Yes. Yeah. I actually do feel like it's a sort of enlightenment. I see things clearly. I don't tolerate. The BS. The BS as much. And I'm okay with saying something about it in a diplomatic way. If it doesn't sit well with me, I'd rather be up at front and honest than letting something sit. Not, I mean, it's sitting there with me and bothering me. I'd rather be like, here, here it is. This is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm thinking. Do you also think it's related to the fact that you're able to recognize the BS quicker and that you look at it like, look, I just don't have the time and the energy to deal with this? Yeah, I think that there's... When you're watching somebody worry about first world problems and petty freaking bullshit, and you've gone through not petty bullshit, it changes your perspective. You get like, why, why, shut up. <laughs> True, though. I know. Here we are with the lack of filter right in this moment. <laughs> but that's okay. But I'd rather be honest in... Don't have to, you don't yeah. have to yeah, explain it to me. Do you think you see it clearer now, the BS and the fact that you don't have the filter and you're going to speak your truth? You find it easier? Maybe that was one of my gifts I received from this. 
You think so? You think it's a good thing then if it's a gift? I think it's a good thing if it's used wisely. I think that when we let our filters go and we're destructive and we destroy other people, there is no point in that. That we need to control ourselves and we can. I totally agree with that. I think sometimes mm-hmm. it could be used as an excuse. Yes. And it can't be. And you know, I don't know everybody else's story. I only know my own. Right. That's and there might asking. be somebody yeah. out there that really like has such. I guess I think it's frontal lobe damage that brings about that much more, right? I don't even really know for sure, but somebody out there could probably tell us. But whatever, some aspect of the brain that it makes it worse for the filter. And I imagine at a severe level that maybe there can't be that kind of control. And I get that. And I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying for someone at my level. And the, and the ability to yeah, reason and think, think things yeah, through. Yeah, I think yep. that. They can take a breath, think, like pause, just pause and think, if I say this, is it helpful, kind, does it have a point? Are we solving anything? Yeah, is it meaningful too? Do you think that because of what you spoke about where you've had a serious concern in your injury, obviously, don't have the time for the small stuff anymore, do you think that you're also at the point that if somebody is acting like a bonehead, that it's a lot easier for you to call it out now. Yeah. Now, as opposed to the past, where in the past you might have just like kept your mouth shut, now you're more likely to say something about it or to that person. I was never a meek person. I was always vocal right. and confident. I, But I kept a lot in. A lot in, didn't say it. I might have thought it. But I didn't say it. Now, I'm like, hey, I think I can word this in a way that I'm going to get my point across and put it out there and it, it hopefully make a positive change. And let, let's, let's just put it out there. But I also know when to quit and back up too. Because it didn't take away my intelligence to read the situation. So in reading the situation, can I do that or not do that? So I'm still going to do that. But in the past, I would have, like, no, I ain't saying that. I ain't, no, no. Now I'm like, hmm, let me look at the situation. Yep, I could say it, and I could say it this way. And guess what? It's coming out. I'm going to ask you another question that I already know the answer to, but it'd be good for the listeners to hear, I think. Do you think your ability now to speak your truth and more freely has affected relationships? In most of it, in a positive way. I think, and I think there are a couple that probably in, in a negative way, but those are ones that I saw that coming and I was okay with that. I just don't know if me and that person mesh right. and there's no sense in fighting that. I agree. I have to say to, to a very large degree myself, I love this no filter part of Terry. <laughs> Why? Because... A lot of times for men, it's trying to guess what the missus wants. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it's very right. more man-like, isn't it? Right, exactly. It's direct mm-hmm. and straight to the point. I'm not trying to assume or, you know, this kind of goes back to the thing like when you ask a lady what's wrong and they say nothing, you know something really is. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't have that concern anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you tell me your truth. You're very direct about it. And you know what? We, the, we get right past it. In a hurry because it's open, it's out there. It's not you sitting there going, well, I ain't going to tell Drew. He just pissed me off and I'm mad at him for three hours. 
When yeah, I, it's very liberating right. and freeing. So you say it, we, we, we hash it out right then and there, and then it's over with. No more bullshit. You're right. And uh, now three hours later, you're not mad at me anymore because we talked it through or whatever. So I, I give you credit, you know, for that. I actually prefer that way. Okay, good. Because <laughs> this is what you have. You're stuck there. Yes, I'm stuck. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom for the folks out there about this? I mean, you spoke a little bit about it in terms of don't use it as an excuse. Still, You could still be kind to people and speak your truth and not be destructive in it. Any other words of wisdom around this, Terry, that you would offer yeah. from your perspective? If you're going to say it in a moment of where you're feeling like completely irritated and there's no way for it to come out without you just being an a-hole to that person, you need to pause because you're not going to come off as sounding like you're coming from a good place or a caring place at all. I think that's incredibly important is to get a hold of your emotions when you're doing it. When I know that the filter is thin, but it's still there. But I know that the filter is thinner. I want to present it without the emotion, which is for much more manlike in a lot of ways, because I don't want to be all over the place with the emotion because then no one's going to take me seriously anyway. But also I sound rude. Right. And I sound fresh, like I'm being mean. That's not the point of what I want to... Maybe I'm unloading it, but I want to unload it in a way that's productive. And kind. And kind. Yeah. And then still, even though they can go out there and say there's not a filter, there still is times where I'm going to hold back on something, be like, not now, or maybe not ever for this. I would say in the case with you, sometimes because you could fire up easier on the emotional side, mm-hmm. that the fact that you decide to bite your tongue and think it through and take a breath at first mm-hmm. is very advantageous. Cause then when you do speak up, you're not spewing from an emotional right, mindset. That's what I was right. kind of trying to say. Right. So you're not spewing from an emotional mindset. And then sometimes those things that upset you never come up again because they really turned out not to be significant be anyway. Yeah. Right? So yeah, like maybe I read it wrong or something like that. And, or Maybe I went to someone else and said, hey, am I overthinking this or am I twisted in my thoughts and hashed it out with someone else? They were like, hey, listen, maybe it's this and learn to be able to look at things from every angle and decide from there. I have a few points of uh, recommendations that I have from the caregiver family members perspective that I'd like to share from the chair that I sat in during all of this. All right. Yeah. Acknowledge the fact that this can be a really tough part of the healing equation, the process. Yes. Right. Your loved one might be talking to you in a manner that you are just simply not used to. And it's just part of it, you know? Yeah. Hold, hold your thought yeah. for a second, but they have, that's a good point. And especially in the beginning when they haven't learned to taper it down, right. You know, they have to begin to figure out how to control it. Especially early on, I would say early on, there were lots of situations where you were going through this process yourself mm-hmm. and uh, you were fresh or you mm-hmm. were angry, that type of thing. And some of it came out and you unloaded on moi. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, just understand you were that the firing line. Yes. It's not, a, it's not about you. It's really not. They're having mm-hmm. a bad day. They're just venting, mm-hmm. you know, just try to be patient uh, with that. They might be frustrated. They might be in a high level of pain. They might be scared. 
They might be having troubles, understand their own emotions or how to deal with it. Just try to be patient in those times. It's okay to take a break, get away, go take a walk, recharge, whatever. Doing doing so will allow you to quote unquote, take some more of the blows when they do come. If you, if you take care of yourself, you won't get broken down as easily. And, um, you know, as Terry alluded to earlier is if there's one thing that I would say that I didn't have to do with Terry, but I would recommend was if your warrior is being fresh, it's okay to remind them that they are being fresh because they're going to need your guidance. I should not be treated that way. Right. And it's okay for you to remind them Mm -hmm. that it's not okay to just to create the awareness because sometimes they may not be aware that they're being fresh. That makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense to you? You can demand respect. Yeah. I have a few closing thoughts, Terry. I'd like to get your perspective on too, mm-hmm. if, if, if I may. Yeah. For the warrior, you know, learn to embrace the fact that you may become more honest and to the point where expressing yourself may become quite comfortable for you where it wasn't prior, right? Yes. Own it and be okay with it. Just yeah. learn how to uh, harness it. I guess yeah, is the best that way. is the best way of explaining right. it, Drew. Okay, good, good, good. good point. For the caregiver, again, it goes back to the patient's part of it, but uh, you know, hold yourself and your loved ones accountable to it. Enabling in this situation is not a good idea. No, do not enable or making your... excuses for them. Right, very good point, Terry. Mm-hmm. Any other words of wisdom, Terry, on how to manage this for the warrior or the or the caregiver before we uh, close it up for the day? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I think that it goes back to you treat people how you want to be treated. Okay. You treat yourself like you would treat your best friend because you are your own best friend and you treat others how you would want them to treat you. Same way. Always remember that the golden rule still applies. Yeah. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject matter. It'd be cool to hear different perspectives. And if you think there's something we missed, that should have been brought up. Please uh, comment on the Facebook episode page to that effect. Mm-hmm. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com or on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, please reach out to us at drew at abattlewithin.com or via Facebook Messenger. Tell us a little bit about your story and we'll get back in touch. Please take the time to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and be sure to share with everyone in your life you feel could benefit. Notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 048. And if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like to see Terry and myself cover in the coming episodes, please do reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram and make the suggestions. We'd be happy to explore some of the things that you guys want to hear about instead of us generating the topics from week to week. Okay, folks? Until next time, for those healing, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Bye, folks. Take care, folks. Keep battling. Bye-bye.